The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the barn and the holy toast. Hello, welcome to Fop Fop. I'm Will Anderson. I'm here with uh, returning guest Charlie, Ian Bag. Th- thanks, yes. thanks. Although this is on a different, different continent. This it's, yeah, that's funny. When we did it in uh, America the first time, it was just me and you. Yes. And then we got a group together. Right. And then we switched continents. People enjoyed that, by the way. Did they? Yeah. It was fun. It was really fun. I've had a lot of people just discover Ash. And it's one of those things with so. Ash. The thing that I s- said to people, it's like, he... I, I am so, a person that if I don't understand something, I will pretend to understand it. Right. Like, because I'm embarrassed that I don't understand it. The and thing. then you'll research or it. Or often, yeah. Yeah. Or often I'll, even if someone else has got something wrong, you know, I, I, I'm so bad with this that sometimes I'll be in a conversation and I'll say something that the other person misinterprets. Right. Like, even though the thing I said was right. Right. And I go with their misinterpretation rather than just going, no, <laughs> right. no, yeah. you've misunderstood. Because <laughs> I'm right. so... Like, but he's not like that. No, he's, he's just a guy who very confused. much... Confused. If he's like, I don't understand, he'll say, what do you mean by that? Right. And I find that honesty so... Well, isn't it... Refreshing. Like, it's... I, I would like to learn to be able to do that a little bit more. Is, is, is it a little bit of honesty and a little bit of confusion, though? Like... Right, but he's honest about the fact that he is confused. But, but I think no, a lot I of mean, the time... I mean, like, you don't even... You so, like, it's... I don't want anyone to say it. It's... <laughs> Well, he's simple, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's simple, but, but beautiful. But yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's not a horrible thing. I mean, it's kind of everything. Awesome, but people like... would hate him if he was... Ah. Like, do you mean? Like, if you had the brain of Stephen Hawking and the fucking body and look that he has. Yeah. I mean, he would just be destroyed. We'd uh, all have to destroy him. Yeah, you you have you can't have everything. You know, if, if you have it all. Imagine everybody. if Brad Pitt just came out and right. said... Well, imagine if Brad Pitt just came out. Well, yeah, that's just a came whole out. story. That's Probably not the one I was trying to make. But <laughs> imagine... <laughs> <laughs> if he just broke right. so many hopes and dreams but imagine if Brad Pitt uh, said oh look I've, I've taken a year off film because I've actually uh, written a version of A Brief History of Time right. that corrects all the mistakes that Stephen Hawking made and people would just burn him as a witch right they'd be like you can't be that beautiful and also be that smart you would we just can't allow it. you would hear a, uh, an electric wheelchair hitting a wall over and over and right. over again just <laughs> destroying himself there oh no <laughs> oh, no <laughs> yes so hey um speaking of uh, weird and simple uh you've got a phone now oh for christ what's sake. going on with your phone right there buddy now that's it oh is that the phone the, the, they, they so you're in Australia right. doing gigs let's talk about right. that for a start and then we'll get to the phone so what gigs are you doing at the moment I'm when doing, can people see you uh, I'm at the uh, comedy store basically the whole time right uh, yeah I'm only doing two uh, one one more um, 
on Saturday night I'm doing the uh, one hour only me show whatever oh great yeah so Saturday night at 7pm and the rest of the time I'm just doing the closing spot there so this gets us to what we need to know like the good people at the comedy store fantastic people they're the people who are looking after you while you're out here you're out doing the comedy store you're out doing the the factory which is also one of their venues like you know so so they've obviously got your phone. Is that what yeah, that means? Yeah, they, they said use this phone right. so we know your number and how to get a hold of you. So now, I, is this the same phone that they give to every visiting? I'm maybe? guessing they do because do there's you a get lot any of random booty nothing calls yet. from like I was sent a picture that I couldn't open, so right. I'm sure <laughs> some. I'm sure because I was like, oh, that's good. When it just came, in, I'm like, it's a number that I don't know, and it's a picture. Right. So what am I going to see? You're just going to have to email yeah. JJ Whitehead. And yeah. Say, yeah. Dude, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like this is yours. This might be looking for you. This might be your baby. Right. Uh, so uh, yeah. So it's so, not a great phone. No, it's not a great phone, and it is. Uh, it's a once out. Once you get to a certain point with a phone, you can't go back. Right. Oh yeah. So right, of course. I've been using the iPhone five and I was I forgot to bring I have an old iPhone four that I have cracked open that I was gonna bring and just put a thing in. So I, that's why I'm using this. Right. Because so, you've sent me two messages today. Cause I sent you a message saying, uh, I'm out the back of the house, just in case you got to the front door and I wasn't in the mm-hmm. house. I'm out the back, you know. So, uh, these are the two messages I got from you. The first Probably one says caps. Sorry? All caps. All caps. Well, the first one's all caps. <laughs> <laughs> and the first one, I could clearly understand what you were saying, okay. even though it wasn't what you said. Okay. <laughs> so what you were meant to be saying was, on my way. Right. Right? Shouting it in all caps. Yes, all caps. Right. All caps. But instead, what you said was, on my wax. On my wax. Right. I'm on my wax. Like, that, that was that was the reason I pulled wax because I was in a cab, right? And the cab driver insisted that we must go very fast the whole time, right? Up the curvy roads, and I'm yeah. like, this is tough to look at this right. phone <laughs> and do this and struggle. So I, I may have given up halfway through that. Right. I'm on my wax, so you knew, right? You knew I was getting shiny to get here. But the second one, what what was the second one? The second one, I have no idea what it means to the point where I'm not sure if it's even meant to be for me. That's probably right. So. What is the second one? It says this. 4.30 or five pound good. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what? That was, that is actually for you. All right. And it was one I said earlier today. I tried to send that. Oh, uh, to say what time we do this. Yes. So that's meant to say 4.30 or five. But I get up during it because... All of a sudden, I, during it, I ran out of money on the phone. Right. I didn't know it even sent it to you, like right. because it's it was a cancelled it was a cancelled message. Well, it's come out of order too, because it's come yeah. after you've clearly told me you're on your wax. I'm on my wax, man. So- <laughs> it's embarrassing. I, you know, even the other night when you called me and you said, "Hey, we can't do it tonight," yeah. can, can I? I started to message you and gave up and just called you. Right. And you can't call on these drug phones because uh, they cost you. 15 bucks. A quarter call costs you 15 bucks. It's amazing how quickly you go through if, I, you, if you make a call. Well, I am i can't call from this house. I, it has the most terrible reception. Like, it's oh, really? just... It, 
it's just it's all there's like one spot out by the pool that if I like stand there I can get pretty clear calls. But I'm pretty sure most terrible. people that have that problem don't have to stand near a pool. If you don't get good reception, <laughs> it's usually because you're in a really shitty neighborhood. Right. So you should probably never tell that story ever again. It's horrible. I have to go near the pool. Right. Yeah. The, the deep end is the only place. He's got a deep end pool. He's got a deep end pool, people. <laughs> right. Are you mm-hmm. the only guy who has a pool and a podcast? Right. Why would you be having a podcast if you can afford a pool? Are you the Harland Williams of Australia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it, it's one of those things because when you have a pool, um, there are so many pool-related issues because pools are pains in the ass. Right. Like, they're just ridiculous yeah. fucking, like, there's always some shit that's going wrong. They're never what you think they're going to be like. And an immigrant has to fix right. it. And you wish that it's... So it's a great thing to talk about. Right. But it's not really. Because no one hits, no one wants to hear you complain about your pool. Nobody wants to hear you. Nobody ever wants nobody, to hear you complain no, about your pool. Nobody is concerned. Even the guys at the pool shop. They're like, you've got a fucking pool. Right. <laughs> you should stick with blue water. Right. I, I wanted a pool, but... Here's the problem with a pool. That I have known, noticed it. It seems like every rich person that's yeah. got a pool, or not even rich, I'm sorry, a well-known person, at some, some point you're going to have to find a body in your pool. You know that, right? Well, that's fine. You, I love a story. <laughs> you know, for the story. Like, because I've got to say, there was a couple of things early on that I was like, when I was like, I've got a pool. Right. I'm like, at some stage... Some girl is going to take off all her clothes and swim naked in that pool. Right, yeah. And that happened. It happened? Like, that happened. That happened more than once, to be honest. It was because I had this idea. Getting to the pool? Well, I, ha- I always had this idea that, you know, like, if you've got a pool. Yeah. And then there's a party. You didn't get it for kids. Suddenly, no. Oh, yeah, you got it for, yeah. Right. Yeah. And that happened. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's what you want to pull for. Right. So, a dead body, that's... That's kind of interesting. Right. Right. Unless you have to know that person. This room that we're in used to be a sauna. Because I also imagined when I first got this house, see that door behind you? See right. how that's a sauna door? Oh, yeah. Um, so Did because... you buy it from Swedes? No. I bought it from perverts. Are you serious? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, with you all... You sitting? People have fucked there before. Oh, my God. <laughs> people have fucked every... I mean, actually, where you are right now, people have fucked. Oh, great. Because this, 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 this used to be a wall, right. which had soundproofing on it, and um, people fucked up against it at my... Uh, the, the first... The, like, the housewarming party we had here. And... There were people that... You they were fucked in the soundproof room, Right. And but the best thing was they left an imprint of her body in the soundproofing oh, on the awesome. wall, and that's basically where you're sitting right now. So now my next question would be: because there were you was owned by perverts, were these people invited to your party? Did you know them, or were they ex like were they extras from the pervert house? Oh, uh, we we met them like when we bought the house, but. The reason I know they're perverts, well, I don't know they're perverts, but there's just a bunch of shit. Like, for example, you know, right, the sauna, right, but also uh, the entire in the main bedroom, the entire wall is a mirror. Yeah, like the bed is up against an entirely mirrored wall. That's either- not like a mirror above the like the entire wall. There's no place you can put a bed in that room yes. that, where you, you can't can. see yourself in no. a mirror. How do you feel about that? Because I don't... I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just, I'm sorry. Just, it's just the italics through. It's, it's okay, some mirror, but then you don't want to see absolutely everything you do. 
You know what I mean? Dear like, God, no. Yeah, so there's just too much mirror. You I don't watch do- myself on television and they give me makeup and shoot me from fluttering so angles that's, that's that, you know, that, that is like, awesome I don't want to watch myself fart you don't even want to watch yourself get out of bed you just like you see yourself get older as the week goes oh. I don't want to see myself at all I have cr- I have cray some people hair. do I have cray my hair like right, right so, in the morning so you're yeah you're like if I if I walk around the house by myself like I'll have nights where I like you know have a shower and then I like yeah be watching some telly and stuff like that and I'm just fiddling around the house and I don't walk past the mirror for hours and then I walk past and I'm like, fucking Kramer. I'm, 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 I'm not to anybody like this. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. You know what's great? I, where I'm staying, I have the lights are, are kind of low. So I get a, uh, when I look in the mirror, when I'm shaving or whatever, it's the low, so they kind of face up. So I get a completely different look at my, my head when I'm in. And I, I found like six ear hair just like the longest ear hair I've ever seen because I've never, obviously never had that angle of light going through so I'm just like how long have I had like fuck my grandfather's ear hair coming out of my head right. and who have I been talking to and how many young girls have got gross and they like that it's just it's just it's amazing just a little turn of a light can take you from a fucking nine to a two it's just it's not good at all it's not fun not that I've ever been a nine but I can drop you from a three to a one and a half I was in a hotel room recently and I'm walking through to the shower trying to avoid my reflection as usual (laughs) running from yourself and I hit they've got those like tiny little like roof lights like they come back we have in here and just for whatever fucking reason, I hit this angle where it looked like I had like abs. I don't have abs. I don't. But for whatever reason, with the shadows right, right. and where the light was, there was just this. And I honestly, because I moved forward and just kind of caught the reflection. And then I was like, did that just happen? And I went back and tried to find the fucking sweet spot so I could imagine I was like if people could only see me through this angle oh, all the time that's where they film 3000 everybody had right. six, everybody had a six pack and it was amazing <laughs> I assume you meant 300 or was that the yeah, sorry you know, 3000 was, was the, the, was the knockoff yeah oh, was, was, it was, the, was where they made the uh, yeah sorry but, yeah. that's they, why they, they had to film under the lot yeah, yeah they filmed under right, the lot actually in 3000 it's where it's it's like you know like uh you know like a <laughs> scary movie and all that it's but it's knockoff on that and they had all chubby guys but they painted abs on them right so yeah it was <laughs> it just made them stand yeah, under a lot yeah it was awesome um so did you pay much attention to the australian election were you here for it uh i was here for it i tried to uh do you understand australian show. politics well though? i do but i don't understand how everybody can have a party like it just doesn't it, there's a little too much you might have to you might have to slow down everybody right. having a party yeah. like it's just bizarre now I have a lot of questions right okay. ask away let's ask see away. okay okay yeah, great let's so, see can... so uh, the last time I was here uh, Gillard was in power but Julia then, Gillard yeah and then uh, since that which has only been since I think it was here in April they've gotten mad at her and her party just threw her out yes so it's a lot like Canadian politics. It's your party wins, and whoever's the leader of that party becomes the. It's represent- representational. So basically, what that means is you vote in your local electorate for right. the person who's going to represent your electorate. Right. The party that can form the government with the most amount of seats, you know, right. and normally that's two, one of the two big parties. Uh-huh. At the moment, it's the Liberals right. in coalition with which, the National Party. Which, by the way, you should not be able to call yourself liberal if, right. if you have. They just blow my I mind. mean, to the rest of the world, 
it's yeah, they're, they're it's called, like Russia. They're called liberals, yeah. but they're the conservative or right wing party. They're oh like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. They used yeah. to be called Nazis, right? Yeah, yeah. In Australia, we call liberals small L small L liberals. Uh, that's what like mm-hmm. you're liberal. That's right. what we call small L liberal. Like big L liberal is uh, the right wing party. I can oh, see how it can yeah, be a little yeah. bit confusing. Well, well, it was. I kind of. And that said, when we're going to talk about confusion in New South Wales, because I it, and, and we can talk about this because I I find this quite fascinating. Is so in our lower house system, which is you have to be to be prime minister, you have to be elected in the House of Representatives, the right. lower house. There is also the Senate, the House right. of Review, right? So in the House of Representatives, you vote for your local area. Yeah. So it's not unheard of in the past. Like, for example, when John Howard uh, lost his election, he also lost his seat. So even if the yeah. party had won, he, he wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to be prime minister anymore right. because he lost his seat. So the prime minister is just the leader of the party that's in charge. Right. So what happened in Australia is quite uncommon, but in the last two elections... The person who... Kevin Rudd won the election in 2007. Kevin 07. Uh-huh. And Kevin 07. Yeah, that was his slogan. Kevin 07. Kevin Rudd. Kevin Rudd. And then before the election in 2010, he was replaced by his own party. Because the Australian people loved him, but everyone who actually knew him hated him. Really? Yeah. So, his own party were like, even though you're popular and in charge and doing a really good job and everyone likes you, we, we all hate you. So, where is he just, now? So, well, here's what happened. They were like, if we get rid of him, he'll just go away peacefully and not cause us problems at all. Yeah, Instead, yeah. what he did was undermine them constantly and eventually came back and contested this election. So, that's what happened. So, they replaced Gillard. So, basically, the last two people who won the election, Kevin Rudd won the election and didn't get to face the next one. Right. And Julia Gillard won in 2010 and didn't get to face the next one. It's, it's, so, it's a bit unusual for Australian politics for that to have happened. So, were, was everybody so against Gillard? Is that why I got rid of her? Or was it the same thing? She was popular and people... No, she was... Unfortunately, she was never popular. She had a problem with two things. Firstly... She was stiff. She got rid of a, a person that people liked. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah, like Katie Kirk. But also, people feel like, even though we have this proportional representation system, like... Even though we have that, people still feel like they voted for Kevin Rudd. Right. He was the guy who was running for prime minister. Right, yeah, yeah. And then his own party just got rid of him. Voters were like, hang on, we voted. People aren't going, no, this is actually a demonstration of the way that our representational system is put together. They were like, we voted for that guy and then you got rid of him. So they didn't like it from the start. And then she made a mistake in 2010 uh, before the election where she made a promise. what was the promise? Uh, there'll be no carbon tax under the government that I lead. And uh, and then they brought in a carbon tax. Right. So uh, it was used very effectively against her to... Right. Well, of course, yeah, of course, her. you can. And she was very stiff. Like, the funny thing is, she's one of those classic people that... Uh, I've met her... She barracks for the same football team as me and a bunch of other things. But I've just met her informally a couple of occasions over the years. Lovely. Great sense of humour, right. really down to earth. Nothing like the person you saw when she was on television, and when which she happens was like, a lot in politics, right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay, but here's my problem: she had to bring in a carbon tax. Now they're going to try to get rid of the carbon yes. tax. 
Now, why you here's I'm, and I'm gonna be scared all real jumbly right now. Good. Okay, so you have this person that has all these mines that has millions and billions and trillions of dollars, and yes. she's kind of threatening to bring in employees from a different. Jane Aranha. Uh, yeah, she wants to bring in Australia's richest woman. She was the world's richest woman a couple of years ago, and then she was overtaken by someone else. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. woman maybe. <laughs> Uh, so, it's always someone else it's always somebody else it's always we're just waiting for you to trip up with six thousand right. dollars so uh so but she wants to bring in people from the philippines to work for yes okay only if there's a carbon tax or even if there isn't a carbon tax oh no both okay then you don't get rid of the carbon tax right like you don't you don't let somebody so as australians australians are that 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 uh, girl that was ugly during high school now she's in her 20s and she has no idea that she's gorgeous and she's still giving it away because she's just happy somebody's talking to her you gotta fucking hold on to it because there's gonna be a point where you're not gonna have that and all of a sudden it's just gonna be kind of shit here and if you didn't carbon tax it you're not gonna fucking you're not gonna take care of your own property this is so so this is my big issue with what they did wrong okay is they called it a carbon tax Right. Here's this. This is how uh, the pitch should have been made. Right. It is uh, Australia survived the global financial crisis? One of the only yeah, first world you know, economies yeah. to survive it, and mostly that was on the back of the mining boom. Right. Right. Uh, we have a lot of uh, valuable natural resources. The China boom meant that uh, you know they were buying a lot of our products. Right. And so, partly through good management and partly through dumb luck, we survived. You know, this worldwide recession. We, we have, Our economy hasn't been in recession for over 20 years, which is almost unheard of, you know, worldwide on right. a global standard. And the government said, we're going to put a tax on mining and we're going to put a tax on carbon. But they shouldn't have said that. They shouldn't have said it like that because it sounded like it was a penalty. They called it a super profits tax, you know. Uh, that sounds like it's a penalty, yeah. right? Here's what they should have said. Isn't it great that this country has survived all this on the back of this mining boom? But here's what we also recognise as a government. We can't dig shit out of the ground forever. Eventually, right. we're going to run out of shit to dig out of the ground. What we're trying to do is take a little bit of the money that is being made at the moment, digging up something that we all own, mm-hmm. our natural resources of Australia, to make sure that when this business runs out, we have the energies of the future as our industries. And we have the opportunity to be the Dubai of renewable energy. Right. We will take some of the money we have from this old industry and invest it all in becoming world leaders on the cutting edge of renewable energy. Right. And by the time where everyone has to transition into that, because we all recognize that at some stage, like even if it's 50 years or 100 years, we all recognize that is coming. We yeah. will be in the best position in the world to do that. Right. And then we can all be billionaires. Which, That's what they should have said. They shouldn't have said, we're putting a tax on this and we're putting a tax on that. But why, why wouldn't have they? If I had done like so that, many well. terrible things in my life, eh, and I would run for politics. <laughs> if I had, if I <laughs> had, I had so many fucking my goddamn sauna. <laughs> right. If I had so many good times, I would be passionate enough to run. How did they, how did they blow that? How did they, how did they just, did they blow that? Like seriously, and how did the politics. Austra- but how did the Australian people not just turn and go, this is what we need it for. The Australians, you guys got to notice what's going on in other countries and you got to be able to stop and go, okay, maybe Jesus didn't build this place and maybe we should take care of it a little bit harder. You know that you've seen, uh, you've seen Abu Dhabi run out of oil 
and they don't know what to do. So now they're building up and putting golf tournaments there and trying to build it into a different thing. You gotta, you gotta know this. And I, I can see it when I come in, even though I can see it's a, they call it a carbon tax. I'm like, you, the last thing you want to do is get rid of it. I blame, uh, I blame Kevin Rudd a lot. Because because uh, he wasn't nice to other people, right? Yeah. No, no, no. And sometimes people, because uh, I would describe my politics, my personal politics, as progressive, right? Okay. So um, I so sometimes people think that that would mean that I would you know be soft on labour, that I would be on the liberals. But the truth of it is that both of those parties represent a lot of things that I think are wrong with right. the way that we do politics, like. I've never barracked for a political party. I make my own decisions. This is an issue. And if they change their mind on something that I feel important is important, like, you know, and this was the problem with the carbon tax. He had a moment. He got elected on a momentum of people. It was at that peak where everyone was like, we have to do something about this. Right. And this is kind of our last chance. Right. And he had all this momentum and he called, uh, he called global warming the uh, greatest moral challenge of our time. Right? That's, that's pretty good, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then they couldn't get the Kyoto Protocol through, and mm-hmm. he came back to Australia, and they didn't have the numbers in the Senate, and he didn't have the guts to what he should have done at that stage, is have a double dissolution, which means that they take, they spill everyone, mm-hmm. and they go back to an election, and you go with like the idea of, you know, we, we're going to get a mandate for right. this thing yeah. that we couldn't get through. He had an opportunity to do that, and I think he would have won it, because he had, at the time, he was very popular, and he'd done a lot of good things. And he squibbed it. He and just by not doing that. He, yeah, yeah. And it, and everyone went. Well, you just hang on. You just told us it was the greatest moral challenge of our time. Mm-hmm. And now you're backing away from it. And I think from then on, the opposition saw it as something they could run really hard on as a political tactic. And then you know suddenly they start telling you the climate change doesn't. It exist. doesn't make sense that these. There's bushfires, as, as you know, yeah. right now here in New South Wales. There are bushfires on at the moment. And I was saying to someone... like, air is red. I was saying to someone a couple of days ago, I was just saying, do you think in the future children will look at us and say, hey, um, did it ever occur to you that it was weird that where you lived caught on fire every year? Like every <laughs> year at the That's same so- time <laughs> where you live caught on fire. Like even and, if and you, you never live see in a cave... Coming. Like, you're a prehistoric man who lives in a cave. If where you live caught on fire once a month, you'd find a fucking different cave. Yeah, yeah. Or you go, hang on, let's deal with whatever... Right, right. Why is everything catching on fire? Suddenly. Right? Yeah. We just... We just accept shit. We don't... We accept shit, but we don't question shit. We don't... If if you read the Bible, and I don't mean to get religious on it, there is nothing in the Bible that is going on today. So, it's just, it's, it's like giving you, an, uh, I want you to go fix that car, and here's the, here's the uh, owner's manual from 1964, and you have a 2013 fucking BMW. I'm, well, I'm not that with the people with the Constitution. You know, people are like, yeah. well, it says in yeah. the Constitution. Yeah. I'm like, they didn't have fucking iPhones. They didn't even have a shitter in the house. Like, seriously. Yeah, yeah you can't. We all have a computer in our hand that is smarter than all the people who wrote the fucking Constitution. Right. And seen, I, it's, yeah, it's it's incredible that nobody wants anything to change. Right. And I have nothing against any sort of religion. If what do you ever got to fall, I'm just very whatever gets you through the night. Okay, right. I understand. But 
if you don't believe in night, you can't have something to fucking get you through the night. If you right. can't figure out how, okay, the sun goes and then <laughs> okay. So here, here's the deal. Some people still wear the fucking the outfits that they wore in fucking zero. You know, I was like, okay, so you're just gonna grow that beard and sweat all summer. Right. Fantastic. Enjoy that. Oh, okay. And you're gonna put a goddamn uh, you're gonna put a fur hat on top right. during the summer. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it, it just blows my mind. I'm just like, you gotta be able to go with changes. You gotta be able to go with changes. I just and, don't think you have any choice. Yeah. Like, if nothing else, I just, it, I mean, obviously you do have a choice. That, like you said, there's communities around the world that have chosen not to right. live in the modern world. Right. But I think if you if you assume that you're just, you know, you're not going to go off the grid or whatever, you're just going to live in the modern world. Yeah. Then you have no choice but to deal with change and progress because... It's happening all the fucking time. It's happening all the time, and they always tell you who falls behind the people most resistant to change. Right. So why would if you tell somebody that why would you be the one that's against change? That's the thing that I don't get about like gay marriage is like surely because you know when you hear a smart person argue against it. Right. The thing that always bugs me is surely take aside whatever bigotry or like whatever problem you have with it. Let's. I'm not even going to call it bigotry. That's a yeah pejorative, but. Like, whatever it is you have against it, put that aside. As a smart person, can't you see right. that in, like, 10 years, no matter what you think, this is... Like, even in the places that are... Yeah. Like, there's no way in 10 or... Like, you know, even... Let's be fucking really conservative. 15 years in Australia, there's not going to be gay marriage. Of course there's going to be. <laughs> so... Do you really want to be a guy that in recent memory was against something that right. everybody... That's like being the guy who has to live with the idea that... Yeah, you were in South Africa and you... Right, yeah, yeah. You were like... <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> exactly, it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same people. And, and they, they it's the exact same people that, that don't... Like, that don't... Things will never change. Gay marriage is wrong. Which, and if you... But what about when you... To, to, explain, to explain to you why it's gay marriage is wrong. Because Jesus said it's, it's Dick and Diane, not Dick and Dick. They're like, that's always their thing. And it's two men kissing. Like, I'm pretty sure that's... Not what anybody's marriage is about. It's not just making out all the time. It's a fucking. It's actually making a team that makes your life better. So also, why would you want to be against that? Right. If you're a conservative, marriage is actually a very conservative idea. Right. Like it's two people being with each other to build a life. Right. right. That's the idea of it. Right? right. But the other one is that we're all, we've already legalized. Like in most places, we're talking about gay marriage. It's already legal to be gay. So right. most of the arguments always seem to be about That's, things that are already legal. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, really, I never even thought of it like that. Do you know what I mean? They're all like, oh, I don't want to see two men holding hands or kissing or yeah. blah, blah. That's already a thing it's, that people can do. You can either do that. You're going to either watch them with rings or you're going to watch them without rings. Eight of them can fuck each other in a bush. That's right. legal. I mean, maybe, in, I don't know if like a, in a bush <laughs> is legal. In but... a bush. <laughs> Come on, just bring them out of the bush. Let <laughs> fuck in a field. Oh. It's just, it's just, I, I just think it's, if you have any, you just don't want, why would you want somebody to feel that much shame? Like we all have shame yeah. about whatever things we got going on, but why would you, why would you want just to put more shame on a person? And then they're like, I don't know why they killed themselves. I'm like, fuck, what are you kidding? You're against them at every move. And then there's some of them that are just so flaming. They don't give a shit, which right. I, I love that. I love, you know, 
It's, it's, it's just horrible. But there's careers out there that guys don't want to be known for being gay because it's going to crush. I mean, career. I find that amazing because yeah. I kind of feel like that we live in. I mean, and part of it, I think that I, I mean, I understand that I have a more warped vision of this because obviously, like, we're in show business, right? You know, like. Obviously, you work with a lot of gay people. Yeah. And as we know about all these sort of things, you know, the more people know people, the less likely they are to be prejudiced against anybody. Oh, right? of course, so, yeah. so I do understand that that's not necessarily everybody's experience to be around very openly gay people who are happy to talk about being gay, you know, right. quite, often quite graphic detail. <laughs> you know, so. I will tell you what, people don't know though. If I can, I'm going to tell you right now, anybody that lives in a small town, if there's two guys that own a bed and breakfast, yeah, those two guys are a couple. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah, they're like, gay guys. They, they have no idea how many gay guys are in their community and like, they don't disrespect them now because they don't know why would you disrespect them if you found out they're gay. I was... I was, uh, I've told this story before on the podcast, but I, uh, my, the, the small town that I'm from, uh, well, I'm actually from a very small, uh, rural area and I, it, that actually came up during the election. So we'll get to that in a minute, but the nearest big town is a town called Hayfield. And when I say big town, Jesus. you can't name the big town that, <laughs> right? Well, it's, it's 1200 people. Hayfield. Perfect. So nice. yeah. How many stoplights? Uh, oh, uh, none, no, 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 no. I like when it's a small town like that and they have stoplights, but they don't change colors. They just blink yellow the whole time. Oh, right. Yeah, that is awesome. I'm not sure that Hayfield had is any. I don't mean to disrespect Hayfield if there's some new ones in town, but <laughs> from memory, it's a couple of roundabouts. It's more of a yield town. But yeah, it's <laughs> very much. So, um, that's the nearest big town, Hayfield. And uh, I'm from a, a, a tiny little place called uh, Denison, which is less than 500 people. It's a farming community that's right. about 10 kilometers uh, from Hayfield. But uh, one of the guys that I grew up with is a gay guy who moved back to Hayfield with his you know, boyfriend. And they opened the local... It's the first time the town's ever had a great cafe. Uh-huh. But the, and so every, everything that's in the community happens at this cafe. And it has done more... For like, it's done more than any march, right. any like, you know, because I mean, it's a very patronizing yeah, yeah. thing to say, but honestly, you could cure all homophobia if you could just send enough gay couples out to open cafes. That's what <laughs> you know, like you just need a like a mission program, exactly. just almost like how Chinese restaurants turn turn people. From- Pro-Chinese. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's one gay restaurant with the best muffins ever of all time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Somewhere you can get Chinese, somewhere you can get a latte. We'll solve it all. Oh, just little fucking Melbourne coffee places all over the place. Right. Oh, that is brilliant. Uh, so the reason... Did everybody know he was gay when you were growing up? No. I, I knew he was gay, uh, I think maybe only uh, when I was like, you know you know, 20, 21, something like that. I remember we went out uh, for a night out uh, after the comedy festival, I reckon, even. Or, but, like, definitely a gig in Melbourne one night. Right. And I was out with a, another mate of mine. Uh, I don't know if I get to this story. Anyway, another comedian who's a, a, a gay guy. And... Uh, in my head, they, I'm going through all. They hooked up. <laughs> oh, so, really? Yeah. So I was like, well, yeah, I know now. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Because right. I, I see you in a joke that a guy that I know is making. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Denison, where I'm from, less than 500 people. So 
uh, tiny, tiny farming community. You know, my, my dad's family's been there for a hundred years sort of thing. Right. So, uh, my brother's back there on the farm now. It's like, it's that sort of place. Uh, no shops. Right. Like, you know, uh, it has a, a town hall that they use for like a Christmas event for or meetings. Right. Uh, and a couple of tennis courts. And that's the extent of Tennis what, courts. Interesting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why tennis courts? I don't know. I mean, they've golf been there course? for longer than I can know golf course. Um, no shops, no golf course. Uh, but how about football field? No or? football field, no cricket. If you want to play football or cricket, you had to go to Hayfield. 10 kilometers. So not, yeah. not too bad. Okay. No, 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 okay. No. But tennis courts. Yeah. Tennis courts. So somebody had money at the first move there. Somebody, I guess so. Somebody somebody married somebody and brought them in and they had grown up playing tennis in the city. Maybe it was just because they had a town hall and like, cause the you tennis. can't just have a town hall in the middle of a field. Right. Right. I like guess. everything's just land. If you just had like, then like just one field that had like, everyone's got dairies and shit. And then you've just got a town hall. That would right. be... So they were like, if we put a tennis Parking court lot. next to it, it's like... No, it's classic. No, it's a... It's Does anybody play? I, I did tennis lessons there one summer. That's about it. Oh, you were the one. <laughs> you were the one. Sorry. What I meant was my parents had a private tennis court. <laughs> Just like your pool. Yeah. It seems like it's going to be better until you get it. Then you got to take care of it. have to buy nets once a year. Um, so, uh, tiny place. It got a member of parliament elected for the very first time. Oh, nice. Uh, yes, into the Senate. Because our Senate systems are different uh, to the where you vote for your local member. You vote right. for your state. Right. So this guy's got through through a representation and swapping of preferences deal. But he's from the Australian Motorist Enthusiast Party. Oh, is that the dude? That's Rick, your that's your town? Ricky Muir. The guy that's his name? Kangaroo Poo. The, the guy who threw an eight, I believe. <laughs> kangaroo Poo. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know him? Uh, I'm sure dad knows him because I do nothing but have a lot. Like when I talk to my dad, I have conversations for like 20 minutes where he just updates me on everyone in the local area. None of whom I remember or care about. That's and he tells me and I just listen because I love him. Right. And it's nice. That's how you do it. I do that with my parents. My mom tells me, uh, my dad sends me the obituaries. What? And my dad sends me the obituaries because I grew up in a town of 10,000. Right. But it's isolated. It's like no, yeah. nowhere. Like the next town is two hours away. Right. So it, it's very, that he tell, lets the sense of it. He doesn't tell me who's died. I'll just read. I'll be like, hey, I grew up with that guy. Why don't you tell me? Oh, I didn't want to ruin the surprise. I'm sending you the <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. So, I don't know. Yeah. But that's... Yeah, so um, uh, this guy, Ricky... Are you happy about that? No! Okay, He's a terrible representation of where I'm from. Doesn't own a suit. Which, you know, I'm not judging. I I don't really like to wear a suit either, but he was running for parliament. Yeah, if you're going to... You would have thought he might have had a suit. Right. Uh, He was unemployed. If you're going to dance, you should probably wear dance shoes. Oh, yeah, he's unemployed. I should point that out. Oh. He's unemployed. Yeah, guys. He has a a job now. He's in parliament. (laughs) 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 He went from being unemployed... Like, he, if he was on the dole, he would have had to fill in what jobs he was looking for, and he could have actually oh, read, I'm running for parliament. He's now on a salary for, of, like, $200,000 a year, so... What? Yeah. Okay, why are they paying him $200,000 a year? Because he'll be a senator in the Australian but I thought, government. I thought you only got, like, 
about fifty thousand. I thought there was it what? Was, yeah. What are they paying politicians in Canada? In Canada about fifty thousand. No like, way. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not. You're not there to make money. You pay peanuts, you get monkeys, mate. Yeah. You pay peanuts, yeah. you get monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we live closer to America. That's what. That, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. No. They you get. get <laughs> well, you're, apparently your monkeys are a little bit more fantastic than ours. Well, that's what they say. They. They, that's the every time they want to pay rice that's the phrase they bring out that's it's always like well you know we have to make it competitive with the business world but of course it's not it's, because in business people are being paid millions of dollars a year to be CEOs of companies and most people who do breakfast yeah, but, radio in Australia get paid more than the okay, private but I understand that but I understand that but I also understand you don't go into politics to make money you go into talk because people make money when they get out of politics no matter who they are they always make more money by politics but when you're in politics you're supposed to be there for the good of the country exactly right when you're in politics you're meant to be there right making the connections and doing the favors that will look after you when you leave exactly yeah exactly (laughs) but uh, in actual what it's supposed to do is you're supposed to do politics you're supposed to be there for the country not right. worrying about how much money you make and if you have to worry about how much money you're making you probably should be working a different job right right oh no well, I mean it's just I mean it's like it's a bit like that with comedy well, you know yeah. there's people who get into it for the right reasons and right. of course you want to make money because like the main reason to make money is to be able to do what you want to do right and not have to do anything else yeah but if you're doing it for the money, then it's a different way of approaching it. It's the same with politics. There's people who get into it for the right reasons. But I think that the system, very much like show business itself, is, yeah, they call politics showbiz for ugly people, right? And they, the system corrupts because you go in with all your ideals, but you get caught up in ambition and the system and rising through the party and, you know, becoming powerful and getting in the media and, like, you know... Do you take cabs? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you drive. Oh, so uh, regular listeners of the podcast know that uh, I used to have a car and the car got stolen. And then you just gave up. I had a 1966 uh, Ford Mustang. That, oh, nice. Yeah, it's a big... And they couldn't find it in Australia? No. Like, that's got to stick out a big time over here. Right. You think so? Right? Just yeah. Like how many, no, like they, six they, of them? They think they get stolen for order. Like those sort of cars. Because I said to them, I said, someone would have heard it. Because, like, I couldn't start it in five minutes and I knew all the tricks. Oh, that's awesome. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was like, but they said, no, no, they, they pull up on a, a, a truck, like a tow truck, and they just rent it on. It's in the back. They're out of there in a couple of minutes and no one, you know, sees it or hears it. And they, it's interstate in a different color or in parts by the next day, sort of thing. So, that's crazy. Oh, it was horrible. And it was like my dream car. So, anyway, but because I'm overseas so much, I decided I wouldn't replace it and I'd walk some more and I'd get right. some cabs, which has led to a couple of things. One, the walking's good. I'm enjoying that. I'm seeing a little bit more of the world and I feel a bit more relaxed. Uh, the the cabs, I drink all the time. Uh, well, yeah. Like, all the easy. time now. Yeah. Like... Because you got nothing to worry about. I just don't have to worry about it. Mm. And I realise I, I, I was holding back on a lot of drinking just based on having a car. <laughs> you, know? you were actually a good person. That's right. what that means. Then you had no idea. You right. thought- well, I guess so. But at the same time, it also meant that, like, I think that car was the only thing keeping me from alcoholism. Because now every time someone's car. like, do you want a beer? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess. I've got no reason that I couldn't have a beer. That's, you know, it's, you know, what's great is the only thing that slows you down with alcohol is driving. Right. <laughs> like you, you think that anything else can be done while drunk. Right. No, that's... Well, I do. Most of the things that I Good do... Good for you. Good for you. But I bring up cabs because 
your cab drivers have conversations with me every time about politics about politics because they first they want to know are you from America yeah and I lie I don't say that I live in America I say Canadian and then he goes but I've had like an Egyptian cab driver who a guy from Tunisia a guy from and they tell me about politics here and where they're from and what and what do they say they tell me that uh, the Middle East will never have any sort of peace because the people that are in the government will never let go because they are part of the military. So the government is part of the military. They're not good for the people, they're for the military. So therefore, there'll never be a change because unless you change the military and the government at the same time. So, that, and I'm just like, well, how do you do that? And they say, you can't do that. So they say there'll never be anything good in the Middle East. Meanwhile, about over here, it's weird to hear somebody with a foreign accent that is an Australian talk about how immigration has to stop. It's, it blows my mind up that a country that is only based on immigration can ever try to shut it down. Everyone here, well, everyone apart from the indigenous Australians who've been here for probably like 40,000 years. Really bad. Right. Uh, everyone here came on a boat. Everyone. 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 Like, yeah. And I do find that fascinating that... That you want to stop boats coming now. There was a guy running in the election who was running on a stop the boats policy who came on a boat. Like, not even, like, theoretically. Not even back generations. Not his parents. Right. Yeah, they weren't the 10-pound palms. It wasn't, like, the Greek and Italian immigration. It wasn't... It was literally, he came here on a boat, and he's like, stop the fucking boat. But you have to actually kind of think about listening to him, because he may be trying to stop one of his cousins that's a dick. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's more... He's running on a stop specific boat's (laughs) policy. Stop Jeff's boat. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, he... there's part of me that, and this is where, I mean, I, I get to that area because I am of the opinion that this is a very lucky country mm-hmm. and that we are, we are not, we are, we do some of our obligations internationally, but we're not necessarily, you know, world leaders. And we used to be, we used to be the sort of country who were very proud to go around the world and say, we gave women the vote very early. Right. Uh, you know, we have great foreign aid, you know, thing where we're there, we're respected, you know, internationally, you know, politically for a small country, you know, there's some, there was a a lot of cool things to be able to say and it's getting more and more insular and harder to kind of say. Yeah. Because countries all around the world, like I was was reading an article the other day about the fact that, yeah, somewhere near Syria had taken in 40,000 refugees in the last week or whatever. Right. You're like, well, we haven't taken that in. in, And it's not like you don't have any place to put them. Right. It's, that's the most bizarre part. It's like, they make it sound like Australia is the size of New Zealand and it has the population of China. Right. Like, we're just you're bursting in the seams. You're like, no, pretty sure people can live inland too. Well, s- smarter people than me have uh, got this wrong. So, I'm not sure that I have, you know, cause, because obviously right. no country can take everyone who just wants to come in and there has to be some sort of regulation of how people come into a country to make sure that the wrong people aren't coming in. Right. However, I here's what I think, is that it seems weird to me that people would risk their lives, and they do risk their lives to yeah. get here. Like, you know, people die on the way here. Which means they'd rather die than stay where they are. They'd rather are. take the risk of dying right. than staying where they are, right? Those people will usually get a job. Right. 
but also the only way to work out the things that will be very problematic about it because you're in a new country and maybe you're, you've got, like, I mean, the ghosts that will haunt you about the experience that even got you there. It's not like necessarily, right. you know, three weeks in, you'll be able to be like, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm totally. here now. Yeah, yeah. You know, what happened on tour stays on tour. Right. I'm fine now. Right. <laughs> like, but the only way to tackle that is not for one side to have one policy and the other side to yell at them about how they're wrong. Right. It should be one of those issues that both parties agree, there's probably no exact way to fix this. So if we both come together, let's work out a position where on behalf of Australia, we can fulfill the obligations we need to be fulfilled, but have some system of border security and all those sort of things that also... And the only way to do that is for two sides to agree. And before John Howard, and this is one of the things that I... John Howard did a couple of good things. Got rid of guns in Australia. Really great. But one of the th- terrible things he did was he made uh, border security a political issue again. And up until then, it had been a bipartisan issue that both parties kind of agreed not to, right. you know, ramp up the whole, you know, they're coming here to take our jobs, you know, close the borders stuff. <laughs> and now that it's out there and it works, because that's the thing, you know it works. Yeah. That's why it was good that people didn't use it. But it fucking worked, and then one day someone got fucking desperate and pulled the trigger, and you know now. It's Do you, tough. Here, here's my here's my idea about that. Do you feel that politics is with party system has created its own monster and is now out of control? So because nobody fights for the good of the country, they fight against party to party. Nobody ever says anything. We need to get this done for the good of the country. We need to get this done for our party. Right. So if they're if, being honest. Because the two parties have so much more in common than that than separates oh, yeah, them, the yeah. two main oh, parties. Yeah. I I would love if they just came out and kind of almost said because they do do this a bit, but they never talk about it. They never highlight it because they do agree on a lot of stuff as well. A lot of legislation and stuff that gets voted through is stuff that both parties agree on. Right. But you never hear about that, right? Uh-huh. I would love if they more said like yeah, there was a bit more of hey, we we agree on eighty percent of the stuff here it is here's what we're doing as a country you know here's what australia stands for we've decided as a country to go forward on addressing the climate or we've got decided as a country to go forward on you know gay marriage or whatever that is right and here are the things that we don't agree with and now we're going to have a bit of a fight and an argument and a debate about those things but that's because that's because you're paying them two hundred thousand dollars to go there and they have figured they have to earn their money to fight against the other person. I think part of it is that it's, it's about winning politics rather than, you know, like it, it, all, all of it's so focus group driven, you know, every yeah. message is, you know, goes through. And so it's not about, you know, saying what you believe or reacting naturally. It's about spouting some fucking message that some focus group, some group of people who, have nothing better to do with their time oh. than have fun. I'll, ex- I'll explain focus focus groups Please, to you. When I moved uh, uh, to Los Angeles, I was first there. I wasn't working much. I was coaching hockey, blah blah. I was what I was. I was doing commercials and stuff, but yeah. I was making extra money by doing focus groups for TV shows. Right. Yeah, and I used to go. So in, hang on, how does that work then? Well, you go in and you watch a TV show, and then they have you fill out a form, and then they ask you questions about the form. So I. Was, how many people would be in the viewing? For at one time, like probably about 15 at a time. Right. And they'd do it all day. Yeah, obviously. All day. Yeah. 
And a guy like me would go in and fill it out and answer every question the way he felt like it and made changes and stuff. And then I remember uh, answering one. The guy asked me a question. Is there anything you change about the show? It was for a show called The Chris Titus Show. I don't know if you remember that. It was on, it was right. on, on America for a while. It was about a guy that owned a mechanic shop. Right. And him and his father fought. And I said, I think there should be an alien that lives in a, concert, in a closet that he goes to advice for. <laughs> and they wrote it down. That is focus groups. So, somebody might just be going in because they just want right. to dick around and just say something, and that can change the whole fucking existence of society. But if you do, if you really look at focus groups, be more like Apple. Say no, we're not going to be told what you want. We're going to tell you what you want. Well, old Apple. Yeah, old Apple. Now, yeah. now it's a pink phone that's made out of plastic, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> But those kind of things, those the, the reason but the H, thing, HBO but, or movies or guys that make their right. own movies are, are great because they don't go to focus groups. They don't fucking... Go. It's why commercial radio sounds like what it does because they have yeah, music juries, they focus group the music. Right. Now, here's the thing about if you play someone 30 seconds of something and ask them to respond to it, here's what they'll respond to the first time you play it to them. Something that sounds like something they've heard before. Right. Because the best songs, the ones that grow on you, the ones that are a bit more complex, the first time you hear them, like, when was the last time that a song that stayed with you forever, like, you know, a song that you just really fucking love, the first time you listen to it, you're like, yeah, I now listen to one of my favorite. It grows on you. You yeah. listen to it more. You fall in love with it, you know? But, like, the immediate songs are jingles. And right. that's why the radio sounds so terrible, because of the way that they're... People can't predict what they're going to like next. Someone's got to take a risk and say... Here's the next thing. Do you like it? And that's how dancing came about. <laughs> In every video. It's just... Uh, it's, uh, I, I was at the gym today and I was just watching Chris Brown dance around and I'm right. just like, when did dancers become tough? I don't understand like how they became bad. When did gangsters all of a sudden want to dance? It's right. just bizarre. It's the weirdest. They make fun of like, and, uh, you know, those old uh, uh, Stella. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Like uh, uh, blanking on the movie where it was the Jets versus you know, and they're dancing around. It's it, you know, it's, they're, oh, that's the gayest thing ever. But it's come back to that. It's come back to hip-hop guys dancing and fighting it's just bizarre it is a little weird isn't yeah. it and also you know what i'm still not cool with like chris like i know I, I know it's not my place to be cool with chris brown oh i'm not but i just feel like people were way too quick to pull the trigger on him being okay again like i'm he's I'm, not okay <laughs> i'm all in g giving someone a chance to go on a journey if they feel some contrition and like but that's that wasn't any of it. No, that it was, was just like busting a girl's face. I busted in. a girl's face, but check out my dancing. Yeah, I thought he was already skating by on not being good at singing. I think. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it helped him out more. I think. I think he actually became more of a star from it, which is sad to say about our society. I didn't like it before. I don't like it now. There's nothing that that I just was watching it at the gym because it was on at the gym, and I just like watching him dance around and the way he's moving. I'm like. How does that... I don't understand how any of that's entertaining at all. And now there's a... Every teenage boy has a dance group. It's so bizarre. I'm just like... 
oh, I don't know. I don't understand what happened to life. Why are the tough kids the ones playing sports? Why are the tough kids the ones dancing in a dance group now? And it's not even when I was a kid. The guys that were. I assume, dancing, by the way, that these are just the conversations that old people have been having for years about whatever was new. Exactly. Like, you know, I mean, there's, there was some version of this conversation happening between people, you know, a couple, yeah, 20 years older than us. About I guess so, but, but I just I just think about breakdancing when right. I was a kid. And with the guys that breakdance, you're just like, what the, well, all right, go ahead. But right. we still didn't, nobody, nobody really respected them. No. It was just like, oh my God, he's so fantastic. Look at the way he dances. Oh yeah. Well, good. Enjoy, enjoy your one dance a year. Right. That's, that's the way it used to be. And now it's like, oh, I can dance anywhere. What is that? Of? Now, here's my thing. Here's my thing about <laughs> skateboard. Are you a skateboarder? No. Okay, I skateboarded a little bit as a kid, right. mostly fell off. But okay. I was watching, yesterday I was just watching some skateboarders in a park try and try and try and try the one trick to stay on. Is Everybody's bad, right? right. Is that what skateboarding is? Is everybody really is bad at it? Here's what, here's, no, there's some people who are really good at it. But most what is that, people, 1%? Well, it's, I think it's a lot like flying a plane in that... The good ones now the landing, like anyone can take yeah yeah but if anyone you're can flying they're like Japanese can, right. but anyone can make it take off right like that's with skateboarding you see a lot of people going at the start of the trick where they do like where they kick down and the board starts to spin you're like oh my god this will be great if he land oh no that you just the yeah. skateboards over there now. yeah just that's right? all they just kept going but on. it starts well oh it starts great it's like somebody with really good setups yeah. <laughs> But, just, but you know what they need? They need a they need a, a pilot that can take over halfway right. through, and it's just it's just it's just loud banging. It's all it seems to be. And that sounds really old. It's just loud they seem banging. to be documenting all of it though. Oh, that's good. Too. Like there's a lot of. And please let every, I mean, let every guy with a motorbike put a fucking GoPro on his <laughs> helmet. That's just the best. They've all got to have a GoPro. Oh, I wonder if they're filming a reality show. No, it's just just doing his ride to work and home again. Oh. I mean, our, and this is obviously very ironic for two people sitting around doing a podcast, but <laughs> our desire to record everything is, is out of control. It's out of control. Like, everybody has to take a picture of what they're eating. It's, you're doing John Conway's show, right? I am. I'm doing it as well. I just went and seen him last night. Okay, well, I have not. I, so, what, what's it like? It's fun because I've heard like great things it, about it. Like, it I, looks really during fun, Melbourne. Yeah. I heard nothing but great things about it. Actually, uh, so what? What's it like? It's just you've met him, obviously. He's right, a little bit out there. Yeah, and just think of that—a guy asking you questions on a stage with with a with a sidekick. It's it's really fun. All right, good. And he, I, I thought it was really really quite fun. I told him to start recording and putting it out as a podcast. Right. I'm just like, there's no way you should. He goes, well, I do some things again. I'm like, you can edit it, man. Just do it. It's fucking fantastic. But he did a joke about uh, Instagram in the 70s, and it made me laugh so hard, where you somebody would pick up a magazine and show a picture of a concert that they went to, <laughs> and then somebody else would come with a felt pen and write underneath it, I like it. <laughs> and then they'd run around showing other people. It's, it's so true. It's it, 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 we're out of control. Like imagine, you know how they always tell you you spend fifteen hundred hours of your life brushing your teeth or right. something like that. I would love to see what it is updating our status on fucking Twitter or Instagram. And I like it. Trust me, I I, I find it. I enjoy 
being it's just being able to say something random about something that happened in my life and nobody knows what it is but they just see that little bit of little bit of happiness that just comes out of me well the, po- the positive on the other side of that is like you know that to talk about what's good about that is in the old days if you wanted to share a thought with that many people right like if you think about the mechanics of how that would like i mean in this age where you can literally just have a thought write a joke or do whatever like you know just want to share a moment and you can put it out there and what, so many people can but you think that's great but the philosophy would there would philosophy have been lost if everybody was fucking putting things out at the same time as Nietzsche. Right, because often there's no, there's no uh, distillation, is right. there, of what the best thoughts yeah. are of that. It's just everybody's thoughts. Yeah, so we may be losing brilliant people to everybody being able to talk. Right, but we are finding some fucking awesome Twitter parody accounts. <laughs> so... <laughs> You're with your roots. Yeah. Column A, column up and down, up and down. Right. Oh. Shit my dad says. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on, guys. Have a peanut. <laughs> that Socrates didn't get a sitcom. Right? <laughs> oh, I like your TV show, by the way. I watched it the other night. Thank you. Yeah. Did you understand uh, yeah. most of it? Yeah, most of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, was, it, was, it was good. I, I really enjoyed... I really enjoyed... You just... You're an ass. And I like it. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Because you can... How do you pick the guys that you bring on? So, um... Is it you that picks them, or do you have somebody that picks them? No, no, no. It's actually the... the I think the, the best thing that ever happened for the show... This is the thing that really happens when this sort of... But the guy who was the original sort of co-creator of the show is a guy called Andrew Denton, who's an Australian show business legend. Uh-huh. So he was in a position where he gets a little bit extra, you know, consideration on requests. Uh-huh. So when we first did the show, it was just really Andrew and myself and John Casimer, who's the other EP of the show. And we were trying to find out what the show would be. We didn't even really... We just knew that we wanted to do a show about uh, marketing and advertising and why we buy what we buy, you know, and talk about the world through that prism. But we didn't even know, would it be a game show? Would it be like a documentary show? Like, So we thought we'd talk to some people in the advertising industry. So we started doing these panels. And we ended up doing 10 weeks of panels for an eight-week show. So by the time we got to the show, there's two regular guys who've done it for the last six years. Right. Uh, and uh, so we found them out of those initial panels. And every time that we've ever had a guest on the show, we've previously done a series of panels out of which we found the people for the show. So we don't rehearse the show. It's like obviously the show itself just happens how it happens. But normally by the time they've got to being on the show, they've already done at least you know, one sort of behind the scenes different version of it. So we get pretty good people. Because yeah, they're all good. Because they're not comedians. Like for yeah, people yeah. who've never seen the show, it's like two of the guys are from the advertising industry. Well, one runs a TV network now, but he was from the advertising industry when we started doing the show. And now, and, and on the other show, the political one we did, there were there was a guy who'd run Kevin Rudd's campaign in two thousand and seven. Uh, there was a guy yeah, who was I, nearly, the, one, yeah, nearly yeah. the prime minister of Australia, and there was a popular journalist. So it's a. Uh, it's fun. It's it's an interesting. Was it uh, something you take to America, or would it, does it scare them? I, you know what, people are really familiar with it in America, and uh, they I constantly have conversations with people, you know, who are like, "I oh, we really love the show." You could never make anything like that in America. That's just what I hear from people for two reasons: they think it's a bit smart, which I think I, you know what, they have the fucking Daily Show and I was Bear, say, I was, yeah. the Simpsons and like you know a million other shows that are much smarter than what we do 
But the big one is the advertising angle because we talk, show advertisements and we're mean about them. Like, because I'm in the ABC here, which, you know, is publicly funded, right. so doesn't run advertisements. Yeah, you, know, you can talk about whatever you want and not get an angry call from right, upstairs. the bank or whatever and say, yeah. hey, you know, we sponsor this. So that gives us a capacity for me to be a bit more, like, mean-spirited about everything. I just... When you come back to The Daily Show, it blows my mind that it's on Comedy Central. Right. Comedy Central is so not smart at all. Right. It's un- not, yeah, it's not that key Comedy Central demographic. Not it? at all. It's, it's got to be channel change instantly. It's got to be, they have an hour of those people and then they switch off. Yeah. Maybe they come back for South Park. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense at all. Just the, yeah. But you I've always, just, you can just tell by the advertising. Right. But I've always thought that, I don't know. Here's the thing. I, I, my belief is this. I think people like to be smart. Like, I think people like to feel smart, right? Yeah. Like, people like to know things. And if you can allow someone to know something while at the same time be entertained, I feel like that people will give you permission to talk about whatever you want as long as you're entertaining. You know what I mean? Like, But you, I remember I took a show to... I had, I had a show that I did with a company that was called Places You Never Want to Travel. Yeah. And we talked, and we mentioned this last right. time on the. Okay, did we talk about when we went to Spike and they told us there was too much learning in it? No. Yeah, they said here's the problem: people learn about it too much. Right. They like learn about something else. They so, think that's a problem. They, yeah, but for their for their, their, but network, it's not. their network was we don't even have hosts on most of our show because that is too much like learning. The fact that there's a host. Well, that's the problem. You can't tell people they're learning. Yeah. You know, you've got to... But to think that a host is teaching you something right. blows my mind up. And they also said, our sh- our, what we want from our shows is, if the volume goes off, can people still have a good time? No. Yeah. No, they can't. Yeah, yeah, no, it's why... Otherwise, that's why they invented sound on film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To make <laughs> it more entertaining. <laughs> That's why they're called talkies. I rant, I rant about this all the fucking time because there's a big trend in television in Australia about putting tweets on the bottom of you know, the screen so viewers can like share their comments of the show and you constantly get pushed for that idea of like, you know, it'd be more entertaining if people can read, you know, what other people's opinions are. And I say, you know what? The why minute that no. people need to read something else is the minute that we're, right. we're not doing our job properly. Like... It's why don't we just try to make a show that's more entertaining so they don't want to read anything else at the same time (laughs) I mean if they want to read Twitter there's Twitter like you know what I mean like if you are a person who wants to read Twitter and engage with the show great yeah tweet with me on Twitter yeah yeah but we don't have to invite that shit into our house it doesn't have to be written on the fucking screen of the show that's going on no 87.6 says you suck balls Right. That's what you want at the bottom of it. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't... It's so bizarre that people in the industry are looking for the next big thing, yet they never want to take responsibility for anything. Right. They never want to be the one that says yes. But they also don't want to be the one who says no. But they don't... They'd rather have been the one that didn't say anything. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm I'm still sitting on a deal right now, and it's uh, it was it was supposed to be over on the sixth. Is now the twelfth, 
and nobody can say anything to me. And I'm just like, well, I don't get it. Like, it's six days afterwards and you won't say no and you won't say yes. Like, that is not making any sort of fucking decision at all. And it does. And the people that I'm working with, I'm like, well, don't we own it now? And they're like, yeah, but we don't want to offend anybody. I'm just like, fuck, how about me? Can I be offended? Because right. I've been put on the shelf. I'm You're sitting on the shelf. Offended. Yeah, yeah, I have to, I have to smile politely. That's, I think that's why so many people go crazy when they get like powerful and successful in show right. business. It's because for so long, like you flicked between being a commodity and like the lowest rung on the thing. Like, you know, the one who'll do the gig for free and help out the person and yeah. you know, sleep in the shitty hotel yeah. and go on the right. Like, you I don't know, sheets. Sheets, no. No, I right. sheets. Yeah. But then like when people get in a, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you're a grown successful man. Yeah. And you're walking around with a fucking with a phone from the wire. Yeah, yeah. Like one that people in the wire wouldn't use because... And nobody will talk to me because I have a drug dealer phone. Right. They're, they're, they're just like looking at me like, what the... You're a grown man. Yeah. You can't explain to them in that moment that you're like, oh, no, I'm a comedian. I'm a visitor. I'm just they're visiting. Just, like, yeah, yeah. They're just looking at you like, well... And it's even better that, that uh, <laughs> the phone number is written on the back like I'm a special <laughs> needs kid. <laughs> It's just awesome. And every time I make a call, it costs me another 20 bucks. It's fucking ridiculous. But I love it here. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we should go. Um, so people can find you at the Sydney Comedy Store. Sydney Comedy Store. I'm going to do John Conway's show at the factory. Do you know what night you're doing? I'm doing it Friday night. So I'm sure this won't be out by then. But uh, uh, This Friday night? Yeah, this Friday night. Tomorrow? No, but probably won't be. Probably won't be. So. It was probably great, though. It was, it was fantastic. It was great. Let's think about it. Oh, yes. I'm doing it on Saturday night, which I don't think has been announced yet. But by the time this goes up, it won't matter. When do so, you do the Enmore Theatre? Uh, Friday night. That'll be fun. So, yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. I was there. They have a comedy club there now. It's a small 100-seater. Oh, do they really? Right next to... They put it in... The, there's a bar next door to it, kind of. Like, it's attached to it. Yeah. They, they, it's really nice. It's got an upstairs and a downstairs, and they do it Tuesday nights only. Oh, great. And it's uh, fantastic. But what a great theater that is. That'll be fun. Yeah, I, the is really beautiful. This uh, if, if people hear this in time, this might go up on Saturday. So, um... Oh, no. So, you'll probably have missed it. But if you... Anyway... If you want to walk by. There's tickets available on the second show. (laughs) So if you wanted to go, you probably missed that. Um, Yeah, it's a beautiful theatre. I mean, the Rolling Stones played there when they came to Australia. It's ridiculous. Um, Kiss kiss penalty. I know. Like, the the wall there is... I mean, I've played there a few times before, but it's my first time back for a while, so I actually am looking forward to it. That's awesome. I'm doing a double show, though. I don't like... You don't like doing the second show? I don't love a double. Really? I mean... It just ties me out. I mean, it's not like when I'm doing it. You gotta it. pay for the pool, bro. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm happy that we can do a double. Uh, uh, and then we're back again on the 27th. So if you did miss last night... Um, and then you're going back there again. Yeah, on the 27th. So. And are you doing the, uh, the comedy store at all this season? No. So um, I'm going to do... Uh, we're doing some regionals. Well, they're not regionals at all. Sydney, as you probably have noticed in the times you visited here, is a... It's not a city. No. It's a collection of suburbs. Yeah or ghettos or areas people don't like to go outside their own area like for example I'm doing uh, Chatswood for the first time uh, it's sold out already like it was 700 800 seats it's already sold out like it's sold out kind of it it's, uh, 25 minutes from the end mall you know it's just that sort of thing and people go well that's an extra 25 you know what I mean which, which I get so I'm going to DY I'm doing shows in DY and I'm doing the Shire Sutherland Entertainment Centre and I'm doing 
uh, Canberra. So I've got, I've got some gigs around as well. So if people want to uh, look Where's at willanderson.com.au, don't know, never been. So yeah, well, have a good time. Uh, <laughs> I'll be at the comedy store. Are yes. you going to do that at all this year? So, well, I'm not really meant to talk about it yet. Okay. Well, but sure. uh, I I can say vaguely that I'm I'm starting writing my new show right now, and uh, there'll probably be. Did you do like 72 shows there last year? I did there? a lot. It was something ridiculous. Yeah. So I, there might be a possibility towards the end of the year, just uh, depending on some things that I might do some work in progress shows, like working up the new show, which would be fun. And when do you go back to America? Uh, November 17th back for the LA Comedy Festival uh, the LA Podcast Festival I should mention that um, October 2-3-4 that'll be really fun to do the first ever live faux fop and um, are you doing it with Anthony? yeah so Dave's gonna do it and uh, Rove do you know Rove? oh little Rove yes the Rove's gonna do it and uh, will he be able to do it he's gotten somebody pregnant and he's all over the fucking front pages of the papers all over the town so they rang me for a quote like Who Who magazine which is like the people magazine of Australia rang me for a like well no the, the, she didn't ring me she uh, messaged me uh, online and said you know hey uh, could you give us a quote about how happy you are about you know Rose Baby and I just wrote back to her I said with all due respect this is never going to happen and she wrote back to me they're very like oh no thanks for getting back to me I, I think she yeah she she must hear no a bit what you did you know I don't think it was what you what you didn't re- what she didn't realize is you don't expect the pregnancy to go all the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Never gonna. I've happen. got uh, I've got some inside knowledge on this. Uh, never gonna. Happen. Yeah, uh, none of the uh, his catchphrase in Australia was "Say hi to your mum for me," and uh, that was what he would sign off his show with every night was "Say hi to your mum for me." Right. And I was so disappointed that like no headlines were plays on like "Say hi to mum for me" or oh. you know "Say hi to." There was not one. I was like. Oh. What are, are people not even fucking trying anymore? I just can't wait until he goes. Maybe that should have been my point. That should have been. <laughs> you got a quote of congratulations? I am so upset. <laughs> Why do you people not figure out some of these things? Right. I can't wait until he takes the kid to school and he's he's the same size as everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi to your mum for me. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. <laughs>